fright rags, horror apparel, and accessories. <laughs> if you're a horror fan, then Fright Rags is the place for you. Fright Rags has been bringing you the best in horror apparel and accessories since 2003. Officially licensed collections, including fan favorites such as Halloween, The Evil Dead, Creepshow, and tons more. No matter what type of horror you are into, Fright Rags has you covered head to toe. Offering a wide range of exclusive products from your favorite creature features, slasher flicks, and cult classics. Metal Hand of God listeners get 10% off when they use the code MHOG10 at the checkout. So don't miss out on your favorite horror apparel and accessories you can only get from Fright Rags. That's fright-rags.com. And remember, use MHOG10 at the checkout for 10% off your purchase at frightrags.com. <laughs> Welcome back to the Metal Hand of God podcast. I am your host, Wayne, and with me, as always, is the gentleman sowing his oats somewhere. Really? That's what I get? Yeah, you got I that I am today. the rum guy. <laughs> <laughs> and with us, we have an amazing guest. Yes. Uh, uh, on the show today. Um, come on. Come on. Say it. Wayne, say it. Wayne, <laughs> Musician Wayne, this, Liam. <laughs> this, this is your, one of your idols, please. please it, yeah, yeah, please. I know. Musician Liam Wilson is on the show with us. How are you, sir? I never had it so good. Good. You guys. That's what I'm talking about. We're fantastic, man. We're excited that you're on the show and, uh, you know, just sit around and talk with us. Bullshit about all your stuff. Okay. Um. (laughs) But what's new with you, man? I mean, we we, look, I sat down. I'll be honest with you, man. I sat down uh, today and really listened to the new band. And, man, it's, it's mind boggling. It blew me away. Really did. I'm super impressed. Thanks. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I, it, it's. Uh, I'm jealous of myself when I listen to it. It's uh, a really cool band. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, my Uh-oh. co-conspirators are very talented and They're generous talented. people. Very, very, very. Uh, how is this different for you? I mean, in in the in in the new. The new direction you're going from from uh, Dillinger Escape Plan to here, uh, how is this? I, I, I'm familiar with the other band. I've listened to to some of the new tracks uh, from this band. I mean, but 
for you personally, how is the, the, the musical direction going for you? I mean, is this, is like, this a new type of creative process for uh, you? I mean, I, I think it's just an evolution. Um, an evolution. You know, which okay. it, this, this is, a, we're already off to like the most cliche start. So I apologize. Sure. Let no, me, you're sure. good, dude. <laughs> let me, um, yeah, let me try to tease that out a little bit. Okay. Um, so I guess like for me, what's like fresh and exciting if I'm understanding where the question is going. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, I guess the, the primary thing is having uh, Eleni on vocals as a female. Um, I feel sure. like just in a, a, just the timbre, the, the, the visceral feeling of a woman screaming at me um just are you feels are you married different uh yeah uh, okay all right so you get it happily um good good and uh yeah so it's it's just different um and just kind of having that dynamic in the matrix at all you know like in the van in the you know in the studio it's just it's just different and um i like it uh i kind of you know, I did some shows with Mirker, the um, Danish artist. And after that experience, I was like, oh, I just really enjoy uh, just having at least one woman in the <laughs> in the band <laughs> somewhere. Just, yeah, yeah. Just it, there was just something fresh about that. Um, you know, in just so many subtle ways, but it was it was nice and is nice. That's so that's cool. one thing. Um, and just it's just a different sense of melod. You know, to get like nerdy or musically, um, there's just like a different sense of harmony and melody. Um, rhythmically, you know, it's a different kind of challenge. It's different tempos, um, and you know, on a, you know, I guess a. I don't know. There's just a different metaphysical energy going on with Azusa. Uh, just, you know, just like a different, you know, again, for, for lack of a better, less cliche term, like a, a more spiritual, mystical, um, you know, and maybe not necessarily like a pure statement, but at least like uh, <laughs> a statement that addresses some of those feelings from the point of view of i guess an adult i got you maybe i don't know okay. if that, you know again i'm trying to think of uh the right words to explain this stuff to a sound interesting but at the same time like be accurate <laughs> well, so well, bear would, with would me you, would you say would you say from the from the time you started uh this is the type of progression uh musically where you you would kind of find yourself you would you well, would hope to yeah. find yourself i mean it, it, yeah it, i guess in it, it's just a natural progression or like an organic progression um and in terms of me kind of joining bands with people i'm like a big fan of their music <laughs> first sure um you know like i was a fan of dillinger first i was a fan of extol first so um some of that stuff plays into it um, but yeah, I don't know. It, it doesn't, it's not like com a complete left field thing, you know, right. it's metal, it's fast, it's progressive. There's screaming, there's singing, there's melody, there's drama, you know, there's like, I mean, on paper, there's a lot about it that, 
that's very much the same, but it doesn't necessarily have the same like underground like shark smells blood in the water feeling. <laughs> yeah. That Dillinger it, had. Yeah. Know, and, and this, even geography is different. You know, these guys are, you know, they're all European. You know, they right, all speak more sure. than one language. But, and then there's that's, me. That's cool. Well, <laughs> that's really cool. I mean, yeah, because I have a hard enough time with English and yes, Big Latin. Those exactly. Are the two things I got going. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Hum- I'm humbled always. <laughs> <laughs> well, it does. It, it, it really does have a very, uh, as you, as you, Put it, uh, no, it's not it's a primal. leap, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it seems logical, you know, yeah, to me at least. Yeah. I don't think like it's a stretch for my fans, you know, right? If, if that doesn't sound I've too conceited, I, I have to agree. I, I really, like I said, though, I was really blown away by it, man. I, I wasn't expecting what I heard, and uh. Anybody out there needs to go and listen because it it was fantastic. I really, you know, I'm gonna go out and buy this record. Um, it's uh, God. What was the? I'm trying to remember the name of the song that I heard a little bit ago that I was really impressed with. It's um, shit. It was an up uh, the 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 image was an that upside was down upside down lettering, and I can't remember what it's called. Something boy. Fuck. I'm stupid. Oh, Rapture Boy. Yes. That was incredible, man. Like I I really like that tune. Yeah, that's got that's got some groove. Yeah, that was one of my favorite ones. Um some swang. But no <laughs> <laughs> I also I also happened to uh to some see swerve. to see you had to do a, a uh did you guys do a lot not not Azusa, but you did a live um concert with Devin, correct? Devin Townsend. That is correct. Yeah. yeah, I did. I did not know that. I was uh, I was looking through uh some stuff, and it happened to pop up on my feed an old post that was posted that said, "Hey, come check this out." I was like, "Oh, uh, damn!" How how did that go? How did how was that arranged? Um, I mean, Devin just asked to do it. You know, <laughs> we were supposed to be on tour in Europe right now, which is kind of a, you know, let's um. You know, when life hands you lemons, it's kind of make lemonade. Kind yeah, of. yeah. You know, Devin had asked uh, us to go to Europe this summer. Obviously, we're not there. Right. Uh, I think he just kind of wanted to do something to um, kind of put a nail in the coffin for some of these old songs. I think he wanted to do something for the fans that were expecting to see this stuff. Um, and, you know, I'm not sure who came up with the idea or who brought it to him or what you know what the initial concept was versus what it became but you know here we go he threw that at us it was an interesting experience there's you know things about it i would certainly control z after seeing the (laughs) finished product (laughs) and knowing you know what i should woulda coulda you know right uh a pile of should uh, anyway, um, but no, I mean, I think it was a, a super cool experience to just try to do anything like that. It was super weird to play in front of like, you know, a bunch of cameras and a green screen with like nobody in the room <laughs> and especially distance because of, you know, the, the pandemic. Right. Um, what? There's so it was pandemic? just like a little. Yeah. <laughs> so um, so it was like just it was just weird. Um, the whole, you know, it was definitely like a weird experience. But, you know, I give Devin 
tons of credit for how much he is trying to do for his audience and you know just the way he values them it's just very rare he's yeah. a uh he's an animal you know uh, the amount of content that he's able to process and produce and his sense of humor and yeah i mean he's just uh he's a, grateful for his association he's he's such a cool way, dude shape and form. he's such a cool dude um i could i have a <clears throat> an experience with, with Devin. Uh, I've never met the man in my entire life. And, uh, or even, even I've never got to see him play live. Uh, but I had some friends, this was, this was probably about 10 years ago, maybe a little longer. And, um, who went to see him in Houston We're I'm located in Louisiana and, and Justin's located okay. in, uh, North Carolina, but, uh, they went to go see him in, uh, Houston or Dallas or one of those places in Texas. I can't remember which one he was playing at. And, uh, it was for my birthday. And I couldn't go, you know, whatever. I forget what reason I couldn't go. I had to work or some bullshit like that. I couldn't take off. So I get home from work and I'm laying in bed. I fall asleep. Well, I wake up and there's a voicemail on my phone. My friends got uh, one of his his brother was a, um, a DJ for a radio station. So they got to go backstage with Devin. And I get this fucking message on my phone and it was Devin wishing me a happy birthday, singing it to me, and then like uh, doing the typical Devin thing and screaming, you know, keep it metal and hanging up or or whatever he was saying. Yeah, it was fucking priceless, dude. I was just like blown That's away. Cool. It was the coolest thing I've ever, you know, just uh, like yeah. the simple little hello to me and happy birthday and shit it was so cool. He's that kind of guy. Yeah, that's what that's. <laughs> I, I mean, he's the kind of guy that mails all his people that, that order. Or used to order from Heavy Debbie Records uh, a Christmas card every year, which right. which was yeah. fantastic. Very charming. <laughs> I mean, truly, I mean, it is. It is. It's it great. It's pretty cool. That's the kind of relationship you want with your audience and yes. with your, you know, of course you you know there's certain there's room for like your heroes kind of being mysterious and untouchable, kind of like Tom Waits. Yes. Um, sure. You know, but that doesn't mean that that's the only way to do it. And I think, like, the way that he communicates with his audience is, um, you know, it's, uh, you know, I'm taking notes. <laughs> to me, to, <laughs> to me, honestly, man, he really does give you, like, that priceless uh, experience. You know what I mean? Like, every time a friend of mine has gone to see him play or has done something, he's always interacted with the crowd. He's always talked to people, you know. And he's never been the kind of guy who was a dickhead to his audience. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and, and I and I if I can appreciate that. I mean I I've well, yeah, dealt I mean, with a lot of assholes. none of your heroes are dickheads to you. <laughs> right. But, yeah, right. Yeah. It, it's it's always tough when you, when you realize that they might be though. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's one of those things. I've I've had that experience in my my past, but. But anyway, well, just you know, um, or just the people who just always have the patience for it. Yeah, right. You know, because it's like sometimes you just keep you know catch people at the wrong time or the wrong moment or just like whatever. But anybody who just kind of always has time for their audience in that way, or well, know, speaking of audiences, anyway. Yeah, how, yeah. how how is how is all of this uh, world shit affecting yeah, treating you, you, you right yeah. now and, and, and everybody else? I mean, I know it's 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 been tough for. So many, uh, I mean, the, the idea of performing live and and it's affected a lot of 
bands on 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 a smaller scale and and local areas and i i was just curious how this has all affected you guys i mean you've got this this whole thing going right now and there's a lot of uh yeah a lot of creativity out there in the yeah i mean for you so i'm how is this gonna i mean how is 2021 gonna shape up of course knowing how this pandemic is working out i mean how 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 is the future is it looking bright I have no idea. Um, <laughs> I'm not really, and I'm not saying that, you know, I'm saying that in like just kind of a genuine, like, I don't know. Uh, 2021 right. so far away, it seems. It's not really, but uh, I don't necessarily think the touring is going to come right back. So yeah. I'm not thinking about that too much. Um, right. You know, I'm not really sitting around trying to, you know, lament the things that didn't happen either. Like, no, I'm not you sure can't, if you can't European tour is going to happen. And, you know, a Zeus a record coming out like as the pandemic starting was like, oh, perfect. Um, <laughs> so, you know, uh, so I don't know. I'm not really sure like how much like because everything is going to be so backlogged, yes, and different, yeah. and like I just don't even know what it's going to be like. So, is uh, it been one of those things for you where I, I know a lot of a lot of artists have been having to push dates and and they keep pushing dates and I mean, things. I'm just like I not I'm not even playing that game. You know, like that's, I feel like that's just people like, I mean, some artists I understand, you know, from having friends in Live Nation and stuff, it's like people are trying to squeeze in stuff and get to the front of the line for whenever it reopens. And it's just like, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's nice to have something to look forward to. And maybe I've just kind of been living behind the curtain and have seen like the great magical Oz where like festivals and all that stuff, it's not as appealing to me anymore. Right. Yeah, Um, you know, so it, it's not like I need this thing to look forward to. I'm just kind of like, you know, and nor is it to the point where I like need that to pay all of my bills. Like I'm, I, I have other means of income and like will happily take like a shit job if I have to, you know, right. like I'm, yeah. not, I'm not, um, you know, too proud in any way to figure all this out. So yeah, I don't know. I'm just kind of focusing on the now as much as possible and just kind of like, you know, still playing a lot, still like I'm actually, you know, practicing more than I have in a long time and writing more like my other project. John from is actively writing a lot. It seems right now. Um, Other things are in my pipeline. Azusa seems to be writing. (laughs) So things are moving. It's just like, I don't know when the next time I'll get to Oslo will be. You know, I think that's kind of like the biggest like, oh, man, I miss just seeing my friends or like traveling at all. Right. Sure. Um, or certain opportunities to do things that were like, oh, yeah, we're going to do this, you know, at the end of 2020. And right now it's like, oh, I can't even like leave the country and even leaving <laughs> the state is like, you know, more of a pain in the ass than I want it to be. Yeah. You know, just trust kind me. Of, or just, you know, just managing people's comfort zones and trying to like just that. Um, you know, just that whole charade is just tough. <laughs> when have you, you tried get in the doing room any and traveling music with people? Yeah, I mean, I've I've you know done um, you know, some pretty remote stuff. Like my wife and child and I will go like rent a small cabin in the mountains and uh, just kind of be by ourselves for a couple of days, or like nice. You know, things like that. That's um, cool. So, yeah. I mean, I'm not, like, uh, living in a bubble 
Um, well, this is this is this has been. If anything, I think has come from this this ordeal is it seems like people, no matter who I talk to, people seem to be getting more in touch with themselves. Um, you know, yeah, be, be, I mean, being I'm... being more in touch with their their families and and kind of giving the finger to the rat race that they, yeah. they were living for a while. Yeah, I mean, this is again. I feel like I'm like a meme of myself. Um, but like, if you can't go outside, you just go inside, you know, like I I have just tried to, um, you know, for whatever it's worth, like deep in my spiritual practice or like my yoga practice is like pretty consistent right now. And I don't go to yoga studios anymore, but like my YouTube yoga and like zoom yoga is like pretty, um, steady. Uh, so like things like that and just kind of like, you know, my meditation practice, all that kind of sure. stuff is just, no, you know, I just no. kind of have like a routine that's like working for me and I can't Are exactly you, say I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm going to go broke before I go bored. Right. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I heard that. Dude. Are, are, are you big into the yoga? I mean, is yoga a, a thing I, for you? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if big into yoga is, is, uh, the right <laughs> I mean, way I'll, to I'll, approach it. But, well, yeah, you know I that's mean, what the kids say. Something. They like they say big sure, into yoga. Sure. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it slaps. <laughs> um, yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it. Uh, no, it's 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 a big thing for me, you know, and not just cool. not just um, yoga. As I think most people in the West uh, just stop at thinking yoga is just like a bunch of exercise poses. Right. Um, it's and, more of a should be more of a lifestyle and more of a philosophy. Yeah, it's a, it's a lifestyle. It's a philosophy. It's, you know, it's about connection and union. And, you know, there is a lot to be said for, you know, what you learn on the mat. Um, gotcha. But there's also something to be said for, like, if you can do a handstand and you've got great abs and, you know, you're just really flexible, but you get out of the class and you're a road raging asshole <laughs> to everyone, then like, what's the yoga for? Right. You know, that's exactly. kind of, okay. I think that like, you're, you know, you have to at least take it to somewhere else. And I don't necessarily think that mindfulness and peace and calm and sense, you know, is, is always enough. Man. Um, okay. One, well, because I'm trying, I'm trying to get into it. I don't know about you, Wayne. I've, I've I, actually, I, I have friends of mine that are, are, they, they live yoga. Uh, my, my wife is very much yoga. I mean, she's. I, she I, I just it think it's every like one day, of those things where it's like the jury's not out. Yeah. Know, on that, you know, I'm trying right, getting sleep. You know, and a little bit, like even twenty minutes, ten minutes a day is like, because the other thing too is like you got you know, not to unsolicit advice here but no go ahead um you know it, it just remembering that it's it's a, a breathing class it is. just it's, happens to have some postures so like at the point where you are holding your breath or straining to breathe like you're just going too far and just back off and just I take it easy and even that like even learning how to back off especially as a dude is so because, important because, because we are we tend to be like, more aggressive Oh, dude, you just want to win. You just got, you're just like, I'm going to win at yoga. I'm yeah. going to crush this. I'm going to be so good at it. 
And it's I, just I, so not about that. It's not a, com- it's not <laughs> a competition. It's, it's, you know? it's actually very painful. It looks when, when – because I just started. You know, I'm not – you know, I, they've been doing it for years. Now I'm trying to figure out how to fit into their their thing, you know, their, their groove, you know. And mm-hmm. there I am, and I'm like, you know, I'm – I've, I've I exercise normal exercise, you know nothing. It, yeah. This is this is a new thing for me. So again, like you said, learning to breathe again. I'm like, okay, you know, I was I was excited when I realized I learned how to plank. You know, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah, right? for sure. You know, this is but planking correctly. It sounds like it's not just laying down like I was right. No. You know, this is a thing, and I'm like, holy cow, this is this is intense because you're. You're using every muscle. I swear, I have a muscle on the top of my head. I'm using oh, yeah, a muscle sure. up there the whole way down, you know. And uh, yeah, but I it, think it's just one of these things where it's like you kind of just have to trust the process. And this stuff is like it's eternal. Like you, you know, it, in in a sense, I feel like this this when you're like doing a lizard pose. In a sense, you're like tapping into if you want to get weird. Uh, you're like tapping it. into the time when your soul was a lizard. Gotcha. And, you know, to just kind of go through all of this stuff and just to kind of let it, you know, and maybe I'm, you know, drinking all the Kool-Aid, but after, (laughs) you know, almost, I'm going to say like 15-ish years of practicing, like it just kind of keeps getting deeper and it's like undoing like the knots of my mind. And and, that's cool. And and this this type of of, uh, philosophy and and being – also, I'm sure, can translate into into your music as well and that creative flow as well. I'm sure that uh, uh, would kind of open you up to to doing what you do in other aspects of your life. Well, yeah, I mean, there's I think part of it is just for me, at least the biggest part of it is just kind of realizing or at least currently believing that I, it's not like the creativity comes from inside of me. Like, uh, I think Alan Moore, the guy who does The Watchmen. Um, oh, yeah, dude. That's... The, I, the thing that I've heard him say, which I think is like one of the best analogies of the creative process, is essentially if you're an artist, you're um, you're nothing more than like a window pane. And you're not the sun. You're not the sunlight. You're not the square of white on the floor. You're just the window. And you're only like responsibility is just to keep your window clean and to try to like put it in a good vantage. So it's not like the creativity comes from inside of me so much as I'm like tapping into the radio frequency and just trying to widen my aperture and like, you know, get the widest bandwidth I can and through rehearsal and, you know, practice um, meditation, all of like a combination of, alchemical practices and austerities and rituals and whatever that I call the creative process. That's cool. Um, you know, uh, one of, one of my all time favorite singers, uh, as growing up is, uh, he's a Yogi or he was one. I don't know if he still is or not. Uh, Ray Kappa from youth of today. Oh yeah, dude. I follow yeah, yeah. I follow him all the time, and uh, actually I talked to him uh, via Instagram as well, and and he wants to to come on the show and talk about stuff too. So I think uh, that, you should definitely have one. Um, he's such yeah, a cool I did dude. A little, 
I did a little drop in on his podcast last Wednesday. Oh, did you? That's freaking awesome, yeah. man. Um, he's a great guy. And at least recently, I would say at least for the last two years or so, um, I've been really into his uh, bhakti yoga instruction. And, you know, I really enjoy his asana instruction, like his posture clinics mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But I'm also like really into his like Bhagavad Gita study and his um, just kind of ancient wisdom. He does this uh, program or he has this, I don't know if you would call it a talk or a workshop about the uh, six pillars of Bhakti. Okay. And uh, three of them are like the three that really, you know, I feel like are super important, super relevant um, right now, especially are. um, I will not criticize. I will be tolerant, and I won't take offense. Um, Isn't that the truth? There's three more, but I'll stop there. And <laughs> at least in terms of current climates with politics and all this stuff, I just yeah. kind of feel like uh, if people can hold those three things, if they can hold themselves accountable to those three things, then I think we can have the conversations we need to have without people getting triggered and rage quitting and emotionally um distracted it it is it is amazing how the uh, how the climates have changed just in the past few years and the uh the uh the the music uh that uh you guys do now uh, to, to me, I don't, and I'm sure I'm, 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 I'm probably speaking out of turn, but maybe for you, I know maybe for Wayne, but, um, music to me has always been my, before I was starting to get into yoga, before I was starting to get into me, that was always my meditation. And it wasn't just me listening to music. It wasn't me just jamming to the radio type of thing. I absorb music. I absorb it. And I don't. I'm not set to one specific type of music. Uh, it's it's all vibrational to me. I like to feel it, not just listen to it. I have to, I have to I have to be in that music. I have to feel it. I take it in very well. Uh, it's it's always been my meditation, and um, your your. Uh, you're, you're, the music you're doing now, uh, the music you did before, completely different in my in my way of seeing it. Uh, I mean, it's in a positive way, uh, but I feel it in a completely different way. And now finding finding the new music and and finding what you're doing, and I think that it's it's great, man. I think I think if if people just can take the time, if they take that type of time to listen and be one with the music that's out there, because music is everything to me. Uh, I think people can find some sort of peace. There, that music is the universal language when we're, we're, we're it's, it's the conversation that can always be, be had, you know, and we can just take that and learn from it. And, and that sets the tone and sets the table to have these type of discussions that the climate is so enraged with right now. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I feel like there's definitely certain, uh, you know, there's kind of music for every, every purpose. Um, right. Yes. You know, obviously some music raises the vibratory level in a different way than other music. Uh, <laughs> um, and, and that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. I mean, no, I, think I it, mean, yeah, it, it takes all, it takes all kinds. 
um, you know, Man, any when, kind when, of... When you started, did you, when way back when you were little Liam? Way back. You, little Liam. Way back. When the you, early Jurassic. Oh, <laughs> shut up, man. <laughs> uh, what, what direction did you start in? I mean, I mean, if there was such a thing as a direction for you at the time, were you just, you experimenting? Were you, did you, I mean. Like, what were your influences I mean, getting, growing up? I guess growing oh, up. Man. I mean, what, what led you to you and what, what was it? Was, were you walking down the street one day and went, ooh, I like the bass. I mean, what happened yeah, there? Yeah, I mean, I can tell that story. I mean, it, it, it's pretty simple. Um, I guess I just, you know, grew up always having an interest in music. I kind of grew up in the MTV era and was put in front of a TV a lot. So gotcha. uh, I feel like that was a big influence. And seeing like, you know, the Paradise City video or something, I'm like, oh, okay, I just have to like get good at this thing and i'll be playing stadiums and you know <laughs> well, that worked out for know. you yeah yeah I mean, sort of um so anyway i went to a outward bound type retreat when i was 11 i guess 10 or 11 and one of the instructors uh we just hit it off uh talked a lot about music he was you know about 10 years older than me and we would just talk about Faith No More and Chili Peppers and, um, you know, uh, Living Color and what, I don't know, tons of other stuff. And I was saying that I wanted to play drums because at the time I thought I wanted to. He was a bass player and was like, oh, well, all these bands that you're talking about. Did I say Primus? That was another one. Oh, um, yeah. uh, all these bands have great drummers, but like maybe you're responding to the bass. And, you know, I came home and just kind of thought about it and was like yeah i mean i definitely dig the bass as a thing um it'll be more portable and with my divorced parents it'll be easier to transport a bass than a set of drums mm -hmm. uh and you know so as i went down the checklist it just kind of seemed to make sense and that was that you know i kind of i took lessons and you know eventually kind of discovered things like jocko or victor wooten which kind of opened it up into like a new, just hearing the bass differently. Yeah. Um, but before that, it was like those other things, like I was saying, Metallica and like Living Color and Megadeth and yeah. um, Pearl Jam and Chili Peppers and Alice in Chains and all that grunge stuff and classic rock like John Paul Jones and nice. um, Pantera, Sepultura. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, my um, my biggest influences during uh, those years for music was my father. Uh, my dad actually was in bands when I was before I was born, and then uh, when I was a little kid, he would have a just him and his friends would come over into the house, and they would all play music and hang out. And, yeah, that's and, cool. You know, and I get to hang out with them while they played different things. You know, and and that's how I experienced you know first firsthand live music yeah, was, was that you cool. know that was super awesome you know my mom always was <laughs> my mom always bitched at my dad because you know they were hippie guys so they would just sit around smoking weed and i'm like a little five-year-old just chilling there watching them and they would right his yeah. friend his friends would to learn yeah his friends would like pass pass the joint to me to pass to the next yeah. guy and they're like stop passing that shit to my kid <laughs> that's too funny but yeah. you know it's it's how it is man you know and yeah it, man i i mean i have similar stories not to you know, yeah. rat out anybody. Not to say my my parents were not artistic or musical necessarily. Um, well, I'm not mine really weren't. Sure I just got from. into music 
I just got into music to get girls as bass. <laughs> I picked up a I picked up a bass and thought, hey, because I was I'm a bass player. I was like, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna learn bass. I'm gonna get girls, and it's gonna be great. And then I realized they just like the guitar player, <laughs> or, or the singer, man. Or the singer. Yeah. yeah. But hey, I was like, yeah, I'm wanted in every band because I have a bass. One guy there. Yeah, I mean, there's there's there was something to be said about that in my neighborhood too. Like, well, everybody else is playing guitar. Um, yeah. You know, I wanted to be in bands. You know, I think that that's always the way I saw it. I just kind of was like, I imagine myself being like not necessarily the greatest bass player of all time, but just like a you know, like in some sort of rock starish situation. Well yeah. And and come on, and come on, you were in it to get the girls. I mean, sure, I it, you know, just boiling it down like attention, sure. Sure. Yeah. Why not? Um you know, Let's and get... you know, but there there was there was something else about like traveling too. Like I'm really yeah, like yeah. I really love that aspect of it. I really love me. I'm, you know, like I can be a real introvert, but you know, I enjoy some of the social stuff. I enjoy just like waking up in a different place and like just putting on my shoes and walking around for two hours, you know, and like just well, figuring out where yeah, things are. Experience, experience oh, you, other places. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. You're originally from what? Pennsylvania? I, I, yeah. But pretty much born and raised in Philadelphia area. Um, I've, you know, I was born just outside of Philadelphia. I went to high school in Philadelphia, and my stuff has always been here. I still live here. Nice. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm originally from uh, just north of Pittsburgh, in Pennsylvania. Okay, right on. And uh, uh, I was just curious. I mean, out of all the places you've traveled, if you could say, "I want to build my my dream house here. I want to live here." Would it be in the states, or would it be another country? Oh, man, probably not here. Um, <laughs> no, I, I mean, it's like no, I no offense taken. My sure. No, I mean, it's like I love my friends and my family and my country. And like, I definitely think that like, you know, this is going considering everything else that's going on. Uh, I'll say that I think that we do underestimate some of our, you know, freedoms yeah, or sure. privileges or whatever. I think that people, you know. Um, I, I think that people always think the grass is greener, and of I'm course, not saying that. In some places, the grass is definitely greener. <laughs> um, you know, like I see the way my friends in Oslo and and Finland and those places live. Um, not saying it's great in every single capacity, but like they live well, and right. um, you know, but at the same time, I've seen other places, and I don't know. So yeah, I mean, it probably would not be in the states. Um. But it, it just to follow through with the question, I would probably go with maybe like Australia. Wow, or, that's what I, I don't know. Picked. But like, I love. I I, I can't even imagine yeah. settling down. I could see myself in like an ashram in India too. So who knows? That's <laughs> well, well, cool. Australia, everything can eat you in in Australia. Yeah, they like, yeah, they I, have. It's so nice there, though. <laughs> they have every animal that it can kill you. <laughs> everything like uh, like, i love southeast asia i love joshua tree in the states i mean i I think america is beautiful in terms of like national parks and like it would be nice to have like a big plot of land here yeah Um, like i do think that if i was going to have that kind of thing i think america would be a great place to do it um i think i'd live in poland 
Yeah, oh, Pulp, dude, Warsaw and Krakow yeah. are both beautiful. Gorgeous. Yeah, and I mean, I love the food. I mean, that would be the other thing. I would just need somewhere that has, like, amazing food, somewhat diverse culture. Um, you know, I need a little bit of graffiti. I need some things that are, like, sort of edgy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't want it to be too clean. You know, like, I need, like, a, a more like a London or well, Amsterdam or something. Well, me, yeah, I, yeah. I, I like areas that aren't, that are edgy, but I like, I, I like, it's like, oh, I'm, visi- I'm visiting edgy today. You know, but I want to I want to go back to, oh, it's Sound of Music. Yeah, I mean, that said, I would just, you know, I'd be just as likely to be like, OK, no, I'm going to like Vrindavan or, or you know, <laughs> somewhere somewhere in India or like, um, yeah, somewhere out there. This, that's it's, it's an amazing it's a, it's an amazing thought to think that, uh, you know, uh, we're, you know, we do in here. We do have the freedom. We can we can make those type of decisions. We can go where we want to go. We right. Can do what we want to do. Not we anymore. Can... Well, yeah, yeah, not now. Well. Are you guys are you guys out there kind of like locked down? Like uh, like out here, we're what they calling phase three or whatever or two or whatever the hell it is, where we're kind of partially I'm not open. Sure. I mean, schools are sort of open. Um, you know, I mean it. It's not like I go out that much anyway. Yeah. To be honest. So there's a certain degree of this where it's like, oh, right, right. I can't do that. Um, <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's kind of or a like I have situation. to do it this way. But, you know, it's also like maybe it's Stockholm syndrome, but I also have a kind of <laughs> lifestyle where I'm like, I don't really go out a ton. So. Well, I thought you get know. out there, man. That's pretty beneficial. No, wear, wear, wear your bubble suit and get outside and do something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, or at least like I have enough space here to like kick it. Yeah, so. yeah. My my son is going to school finally, and uh, and you know, and it was I was so hesitant to send him because this is the first time he's been to school, and then he has to go to school in this shit. Right. Like like in he's kindergarten, uh, pre K, pre K. Yeah, okay. he's, he's only yeah. four, four and a half. And okay. uh, yeah, he, my, uh, I mean, my daughter's in person for kindergarten too. Oh really? So, okay, yeah, yeah. And she's got to wear a mask and stuff. Yeah, inside. But yeah, to, or I'm sorry, you know, they. I think there's different times where they're like they're having a rest time and they're distanced right. enough. But yeah, and you know, it, it just kind of seemed like after the last couple months, um, at least for now, seems like the the lesser of all the evils to have her socializing. Yeah, Is I, it, I agree. Has it been tough for you? I mean, uh, doing what yes you do. Yes and no. I mean. Uh, the, in the beginning, I think she was definitely like, all right, I'm sick of dad. Um, <laughs> you know, because, you know, luckily my wife has been able to work pretty straight through this. And, um, you know, I was just kind of defaulted to kind of homeschool, sort of. I mean, that would be being very generous. <laughs> um, but just, you know, just hanging out a lot with yeah. my daughter. Yeah. And, you know, we were cool, but then we got like tight, and you know, so that aspect of it has been like awesome, pretty rad. Yeah, you it's, know, awesome. it's been like challenging, but um, you know, after a summer of like, okay, we're gonna do things, you know, this way, um, gotcha. and trying to just, you know, meet her wherever I can, um, you know, meet her on her level. So anyway, that's been a really rewarding. Um, well, silver lining. Does, does she but. does she look at you like the cool dad, or are you just a dad? No, no, she doesn't have any. I mean, I maybe she thinks I'm cool. I don't. 
I don't think she thinks I'm like uncool. She rolls her eyes at me a lot and I'm definitely <laughs> okay. like dad, you know, like she's definitely like embarrassed by me. Oh, but, then you're doing it right then, I guess. Yeah, that I, that I'm sure of that much. Yeah. Um, but no, I don't think like anything has clicked in terms of like, like who I am to the greater public or right. who I was or, or, right. or that whole, you know, just at least like, you know, she, I'm it, very Clark Kent. And there might be like a Superman suit in the basement. And one day she is going to find it and yeah. figure out that like the, so, the calm, chill, you know, maybe boring and, you know, whatever. If you don't mind yeah, me asking, how, how old is she? She'll be six in about. Nice. Uh, six. Uh, yeah, a little bit more than a month. That's cool. Well, that's Two cool. months. Yeah. So, so you're, you're, you're. You're, you're great dad you're 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 cool but you're not as cool as say like one direction or just <laughs> no no definitely not i mean i think when when she was really young and dillinger was still touring and i would go on quote-unquote base adventures yeah sure um like i don't think she remembers that I got you. anymore. <laughs> um you know or she remembers me going away for maybe like two weeks here and there Gotcha. Um, maybe to go record something like, you know, in Oslo or whatever. But no, she doesn't really I don't really think she thinks of me that way, which is good. You know, yeah, honestly, yeah. I'd rather her kind of be sick of me being around than wonder where I am. No, that, that's a that's yeah. a really good point. I mean, there's a lot of people, I'm sure a lot of a lot of kids wondering where they were, you know. And, yeah. Uh, but yeah. at least you're there and you're in the life and you're. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm lucky that I kind of already did it in a yeah. way. Yeah. So everything sure. else right now is just kind of victory lap. And like, as much as I have my own, you know, often selfish drives to keep doing it and to leave, right. um, you know, for the most part, uh, I already kind of got that out. Yeah. So nice. I, um, I don't have to do it in the same way. But she, my wife is with my son when, <clears throat> when, he, when we were off, you know, like when we had all that time, where he wasn't going to school and all this other stuff. He had to go to daycare and stuff. My wife lost her job because of the uh, pandemic. And um, so she got to the point where she's like, she was telling me, Wayne, we got to send him to school. He's driving me crazy. Yeah. And I mean, it's just like, it. sorry, go ahead. No, I was just, I was just saying, I was like, yeah, I get it. You know, uh, I understand. And then the, the thing is, is now, He's so far up my butt because he's like, come on, dad, let's go do something. Let's go play. Let's hang out because he doesn't see me as much as he saw her. And it's always dad, 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 dad. And she's like, well, why doesn't he always say anything to me? I said, because he had you for like six months, you know, like four years of his life. Now he wants to do with me. I want my daughter to like go to school and see these other kids. Like I want her like eager to learn, even if it's compromised in some way, even if we're not getting like the full experience. Right. Um, you know, but we were already sending her to this like really cool school that's like essentially out in the woods. And I still think that they're going to do a better job really teaching her and not to say I won't do a better job. I just think she'll listen to them in a way that she won't listen to me and I'll always be cool dad. And I'll probably, you know, we're starting to like work on some music stuff. Like she's cool. starting to like show her own independent interest because I refuse to push it. Yeah, sure. Um, but you know, so I, I'll, I'll already be in the matrix here, 
Uh, I think that there's other people who've been working in early childhood for 30 years who see her every day who will just have, you know, six, five or six hours of really, um, I don't know, better tailored content for her. Yeah, I, I agree on that because I told my wife the same thing. I was like, I don't, I don't know if we, we're able to. Like I'm not equipped to teach him anything. Like I can teach him stuff, right. but I'm not. I'm not a teacher. No, no, right. you're definitely not. You a know, teacher. I mean, <laughs> I mean, look, man, look, my son's four. He's been to four concerts already, um, and that's more. That's more shows than most people have gone to in their entire life. And you know, he's met more people. Do you know? Because we do. He also pops in every once in a while. Like I'm, he's not here right now. Because if he was, he would have come in here and talked to you on on the podcast because he does it all the time, and uh, he thinks he's part of this this world I'm in, you know, and which is very cool. So why do I get the bush league version of this? I'm sorry, exactly. man. He's, Where is he? He's not here. He him and his, his my, my mother his mother is a photographer, and she went to go sign some contracts today and took him with her. So he gets to go see his grandmother and grandpa. While I'm recording, I'm sorry, I, okay. I, but it's funny because like he'll pop on and, and he'll like talk to Uncle Rum all the all day long. He's like, "Hey, Uncle right. Rum, how you doing?" And, and, and I, I don't have kids. I don't. I, the only thing I know about kids is you give them a brownie from a Dutch bakery and a shot, and they sleep all night. <laughs> That's all I know about kids. It seems it seemed to work for me, and I turned out fine. Yeah, you turned so, out okay. Yeah, except for that lazy eye and the weird way you walk. But other than that, it's okay. Other than that, you know, hey, that's my swagger. <laughs> but no, and and you know, and I just, it, I get you, man. And and like I said, just in this world with like these weird experiences, where where I was just like so hesitant to send my son to school because I didn't know what was going to go on. Like I wasn't like, how are you going to keep a, a four and a half year old kid wearing a mask all day? Well, he does. You're I'm not, and I'm, surpri- not really. I'm surprised. I mean, uh, you, you, you use the glue from for colostomy bags and <laughs> they do, around they their do mouth. A pretty good job. I mean, you're right. It's 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 kind of both end. I, I definitely asked myself the same question and realized I was like, "There's my thing wasn't so much how they're going to keep the mask on. It's like how they're going to keep kids apart." Yeah, yeah. And That's not going to happen. It just kind of seems like well, you kind of can't and. I think that, like, I mean, you can to some degree. Yeah, yeah. But when she's only in class with, like, seven kids anyway, I'm just like, just let it rip. Oh, that's you not know, bad. Like, seven I, if kids? If anything, like, I want her to feel like she's having the least affected experience possible. Yeah, sure. I agree. I agree. And it's, it's good for them to go out and socialize and kind of Some kids, know, it seems like peers. if you can teach them that, like, with the mask and stuff. I have a friend of mine that convinced his little kid that the mask... He, he's a superhero if he wears his mask. Yeah. So well, yeah. I mean, you just, the they just make it part of the like community care. You know, sure. you're just doing it. Um, you know, and that's kind of how they like approach it. Uh, you know, but statistically speaking, at least at this stage, it just kind of seems like the, especially the younger kids, like the kids who can't do the remote learning stuff. It's like you got to let them just go, go run around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. and be in person. That's true. my, you know, I, 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 I completely agree with you. That's advice right there. Yeah. You know, I mean, I like I, it. I feel, I feel the same exact way. Uh, you know, it, it's just, it's part of life now and we're just going to have to get used to it guys. Cause this, I, yeah, I, I honestly, adapt a lot faster. We're putting our own like adult yeah. framing over it. 
Yeah, we're, we're more we're more like uh, how would we, you know, react to this? Yeah, rather than them. they're not political about it. No, you know? there's there's not like any metadata to them like wearing or not wearing a mask. It's just it's just a thing. Yep. that they do. And it's funny because like my kid will be like, "All right, got to put my mask on." I'm like, "Wait, we just got in the car." He goes, "It's okay, I'll wear it." He puts it on. He wears it all the way around and stuff. So I'm like, "All right, cool." At least you're good with it, you know. Yeah, I gotta yeah, wear mine. Keeps it easy. I gotta wear I'm, mine I'm all day long. Walking around with a mask with a with a morph suit, the whole thing now. <laughs> I've been wearing a mask this whole time. Oh wow, nice. So, uh, well, yeah. don't worry, you're not gonna catch anything. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got rid of my uh, COVID. When was like uh, about uh, what was it? Yeah, eight, yo, eight months yo, ago. Wayne, Wayne, Wayne had the COVID. I had it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. I had. I did. I had. Oh, Wayne. I got it. It it was it was pretty shitty. I mean, I didn't uh, I didn't have I didn't have major symptoms like everybody you know like the real sick ones had. I had just like it felt like a bad bad sinus headache, no fever, nothing like that. Just tested positive for it. My family didn't test positive for it at all. So, I don't, I don't yeah. know. You know, it it's, it was an interesting it was an interesting couple months. Yeah, he's still here. He's still he's still with us. I love you. I love you too. You fucking prick. <laughs> All right, Liam. Thank you, man. Uh, we really appreciate you doing this show and hanging out with us and just just shooting the shit with us, man. It was really cool. Yeah. Thank you I, for I, I, I uh, hope we, inviting me on. I hope we got into some uh, some areas we you usually don't talk about. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, there are always things that I like to talk about. Um, so yeah, I mean, however we get there, I, I obviously default to my interests, but no, it's good, man. It's good. Yeah. Uh, we, we just like, just really appreciate this. It was fun. We had a good time and we hope you come back sometime, man. Come hang out with us again. Okay. Run up, run up. I'm, I'm, right I'm looking to forward. I'm looking forward to seeing what's coming this coming year for you guys. And, uh, if, uh, everybody needs Me to check too. out them, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you are. I'm sure everybody needs to go check out this album. Everybody needs to uh, go listen to anything new. And uh, as I like to always say, support the music. Support yeah. Music and uh, before we get off, Ben, you want to tell all these people out there uh, where they can find the band and stuff? Or uh, I mean, you can find all of the stuff that I'm doing uh, through my Instagram, Liam, at Liam Wilson. Uh, same with Twitter. I'm active on there. Facebook occasionally, Azusa, A-Z-U-S-A, um, John from F-R-U-M. Uh, they all have their own social media accounts. Uh, Dillinger Escape Plan 2, um, the now defunct. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think that kind of covers, covers the all your stuff. big constellations in my, you know, astrological house <laughs> and yeah that's that's all i got awesome dude Sweet, man. that's a, that's a good bit uh yeah but anyway man like we said thank for you sure. again for uh coming on and joining us and uh like i said you're always welcome back on the show okay yeah thanks um, grateful all right guys i was your host wayne i'm the rum guy and remember, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to keep it, 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 keep
That's it. Get the fuck 